0: what's going on everyone welcome back to another episode of call us recruits like always i'm your host adam joined along here with lehman ben but today we brought back another special guest second appearance the stud himself conor gahooley how's it going today
1: Oh, it's going great. Uh, you know, uh, definitely a bit of Sunday scaries today for a lot of the boys. I don't think I'm the only one, uh, but we're going to grind through it. We're going to power through and have a good pod. I'm honored to be on again, boys. Really, really just excited. The Sunday scaries
2: are a real thing, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you should be scared of them. Uh, the boys aren't doing too well today. <laughs> we didn't get that much sleep last night, but we power on. And uh, yeah, how how you feeling? Be back
3: great, always, always a good time when we have Connor on, so I'm excited.
0: Yeah, so today we have uh two parts to our episode. We're going to s- discuss the Dolphins San Fran Philadelphia Eagles trade for the first bit, then our second half, we're introducing a new segment. We're going to be discussing a NHL mock draft. I will get more into it when we get there, but without further ado, we'll get into the Dolphins trade. So I'll start off by listing the details. It was, a, it was an eventful Friday. I was in the middle of doing tax returns, financial statements, and I got a notification that Dolphins send pick number three to the San Francisco 49ers for pick number 12, a 2022 22, 22, first-round pick, a 2022 third-round pick, and a 2022, 2023 first-round pick. And then 15 minutes later, get another no, notification. Dolphins GM doesn't give a fuck. So he, he goes out, sends pick number 12 to the Philadelphia Eagles for pick number six, 156, and they also gave up at their 2022 first-round pick, not the San Fran, their own, and pick 20, 123 in this year's draft. That was a lot to digest. It was an eventful Friday, but what are your initial thoughts on this trade, Willie?
2: Well, you're the Dolphins fan here. I want to hear your opinion first.
0: All right. Uh, well, I love the trade. I like the first trade. I love the second trade as well. The first trade, I was fine with because I thought at pick number 12, we can get Rashawn Slater. Pick number 18, we can go get a receiver. But then this, the next trade comes in with the Eagles, and that kind of solidified they're going out and getting Chase or Pitts, in my opinion. Those are the only two options I'd be acceptable with. If they do not take Pitts or Chase, that second trade is a fail. Um, but yeah, I love the trade. You're going to pair another stud weapon in that, that system, that offense that just got Will Fuller that has Parker. I can get more into the specifics later, but Pitts is my guy. I think he's going to be a matchup nightmare. I think it's way harder to guard two tight ends than is a receiver. So if you pair Pitts and you in an offense, I don't know how defenses can guard two tight ends like that.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know if there's any way that that trade can be a fail, strictly because for me, it's, you can get, get Pits and you can get Chase. Mathematically, either way, you're getting one of those guys. Um, I, I love the trade. I, I I thought the trade up back to six was was brilliant. I think uh, they're definitely eyeing Kyle Pitts there.
3: I think that, that's the number one go which <laughs> It should be fucking disgusting. What uh? What do you guys think? Yeah, like the Dolphins didn't necessarily need the volume of first-round picks. They already had a ton of first-round picks. They had three first-round picks. One only, right? And three non-quarterbacks in the class in Sewell, Pitts, or Jamar Chase. They're going to get one of those. Not sure who it'll be. Depends on if the Falcons end up taking quarterback or if someone trades up to get a quarterback. Um, But It'll be exciting to see whoever they get next. Topping is...
2: I don't think they're going to be targeting J- Chase, man. Like, unless they see something absolutely where it's that much better than Demonte Smith or Jalen Waddle, I think if you stuck at 12 and, and you pick there, you could have got one of those three guys. I think at six, they're specifically eyeing down Sewer or Pitts. Um, otherwise, I just, I don't think it makes sense to move back up to six.
3: You hear the talks at a Cincy, too, where they're thinking about Chase at five and they getting Chase paired back up with his former college quarterback, Joe Burrow. I think all of us agree we need to protect Joe Burrow and get Penny so well, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if Burrow ends up being able to convince them to take Chase and then will falls to the Dolphins.
1: You think that would be just a massive mistake by the Bengals not protecting Joe Burrow at this point in his career?
3: Yeah, like you already saw him get hit a lot in his first year.
1: Yeah, it was bad. It was really, really
3: bad.
0: They tore his ACL from getting hit, so can't let can't that happen again.
3: You need, you need to protect your franchise guy, right? Like They have wide receivers, so it's not like they have nothing there. They have T. Higgins, they have Tyler Boyd, who are not Jamar Chase in any way, but they'll be serviceable. You need you need to get a left tackle in there and protect it, and that that left tackle pick would also fix the rest of the line too, because you can move like Jonah Williams inside to guard, which fixes your guard position
1: as well, and, and it just fixes the entire line with one pick. Well, I mean, they definitely need to uh, solidify that O-line, especially in that division. Specifically, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers have a quite strong pass rush. For those who don't know, big Steelers fan. Uh, We're going to have some rocky years ahead, but we will prevail, as always.
0: Yeah, I feel like if the Bengals take Chase, that's a Joe Burrow pick. Joe Burrow just went to the GMs like, no, you're taking Chase. I don't give a fuck. But
2: Russell Wilson can not even have that done. I doubt. You.
0: Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be L. Like, there's no other option. I mean, Chase is there, but Sewell is the best offensive lineman to come into the draft in a long time. So I feel it hard for them to pass up on him. Another thing I want to mention. So I'm gonna sum up the Laramie Tunsil trade, which. It should all be over now unless they make up some other moves. So two years ago, the Dolphins traded a year ago, year and a half ago, Dolphins traded Larry Tunsil with the Houston Texans. So this is the full laydown of the trade. A 2022 first round pick, a 2021 first round pick, which is the Eagles at pick number six, a 2022, 2023 first round pick, which is the 49ers, two second round picks, a 2022 and 2021, and a third round pick. So that's a whole laydown from that Larry Tunsil trade. So three firsts, two seconds, and a third to trade every Tunts to the Houston Texans. So thank you, Bill O'Brien. You're my savior.
3: <laughs> the 10th best left tackle in the league, maybe? If that, if that that's a steal. It's an absolute steal. It's a good question.
2: I would say he's top five, top tackle. five? Personally, personally.
0: And he's a good tackle. He's getting paid a lot, but now he's he's a good tackle. He doesn't get up many sacks. He gets a he draws a lot of penalties. That's his big knack holding and false starts, but he very very rarely gets beat cleanly on the outside.
2: Let's uh let's let's look at a uh, different perspective. San Francisco 49ers yeah, go yeah. no, number three. What's who, who are you guys picking? Like your your first Justin, reaction, Justin Fields. Justin Fields.
1: uh I'd probably go with Fields as well. Yeah.
2: Boy
0: Trey Lance.
3: I'd say Trey Lance as well. See, I, I was talking about this on on Thursday's pod too when we were talking about the Kyle Shanahan system. And I was like. Pick number three, Justin Fields is a great scheme fit. He kind of reminds me a little bit of RG3 when Kyle Shanahan was in Washington. You saw what he did with RG3 in his prime years. You get a quarterback that can run, that's extremely accurate. Maybe he doesn't have quite the special arm of a Zach Wilson or a Trevor Lawrence, but that's great for that system. They don't necessarily need the guy who's going to throw it downfield when you have Kyle Shanahan scheming
1: guys open. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I was curious. Are you guys all in the consensus that Wilson's going to the Jets at two?
0: Yeah, locked uh, in.
1: Wilson would be the pick if he's available. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, was, that was my next question. But I'm exactly. making the assumption that he's
2: not. Well, San Fran offered the same pick of the same uh, package to the Jets, and the Jets declined it. So, like, I, 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 I told Con this when it first happened I pray to the football heavens. Zach Wilson goes in the Kyle is <laughs> Holy shit, man. That would look disgusting. And they're praying the same thing,
3: but I don't think the Jets pass them. That, that's no. almost like Mahomes going to like Andy Reid. You pair up the special attributes Football that you have in a quarterback with a special offensive minded head coach. <clears throat> and uh, what about the Eagles? Oh, sorry, sorry. You say boy. play this.
2: Holy
0: shit. Yeah, I mean. I think Fields is a safer pick. He's probably can start day one. Lance, I can I think we can all agree Lance is one year away from starting the NFL. So I think it makes sense for Lance. Even if they keep Jimmy G, Jimmy G has been proving he can win that system. Even if they trade Jimmy G or release him, they can sign someone like Alex Smith on a one-year, like five, like super cheap deal. Alex Smith proved he can win football games still. So I think Lance just has way more upside than Fields, but Fields is a safer pick.
3: People, people are giving Fields the knock that he doesn't have that high outside. Where I, I don't really get it. He has four high four three speed. He has probably an above average arm, and this guy works too. Like he's a great teammate. Everyone loves him. You saw in the in the game against Alabama where he was just getting rocked. Yeah.
0: he played like, with like a broken rib.
3: <laughs> making big throws. I think he's got maybe not quite the upside of Lance, but I don't
1: think it's that far apart, and I think he's a much safer pick. Yeah, no doubt he's a gamer like that. That's for sure. I it's funny. Willie and I were talking about it uh, the other the other day, and you're we saying very different case between Trey Lance and Justin Fields because Justin Fields it seems like he's been in the spotlight since he was I don't know how old like since he was a preteen. Yeah. Like he's just been like a prodigy. Whereas I don't know quite as much about Trey Lance, so I don't want to touch on it, but. I think he's been kind of a guy that's maybe impressed some people in more recent years. So people do like to look at what what have you done for me lately, but I think you do also have to look at who's had like this longevity of like he, he's just been seen as the guy. And that's been Justin Fields for a really long time. So yeah, I think Fields safe pick. I'd probably pick Fields, but hey, okay, you got to have some balls too.
0: Yeah. The last thing about Lance, the only reason I think Lance goes is kind of, the future outlook in quarterbacks. Everyone's comparing quarterbacks to Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen of draft, saying that you need a quarterback. And I don't necessarily agree with that. Every quarterback's different. Not every quarterback's the same. But I think Lance goes just because of that recency effect that people with big size, big arms, and legs are gonna. That's kind of the way the NFL is doing nowadays.
2: It's interesting though you're having that conversation, right? Like Lance played one season. He didn't play this past year. We saw him in one game. He been mediocre at best in that one game um and he's from that that worst conference.
0: conference of football
2: yeah yeah and, and i know i know when alan was coming out everyone was knocking the conference and now alan has accepted because of that reason he buys like oh that conference isn't that bad but you had concerns three years ago
1: it's literally only one example and everyone's basing it off of that right so that's dangerous that's that's a really dangerous situation to be in so uh,
2: personally i love lance's leadership skills over fields but i think Fields is that it factor man like yeah
0: they're both going to be good quarterbacks. You can't knock them. I I see them all going in the top four now that this trade's happened. If I think there's a prop bet out there somewhere, I probably will put a good amount of money because I see one through four all quarterbacks going.
3: The Falcons might get if they're not going to take quarterback, they might get a heap of picks. Yeah, heap, like, maybe- like like the Panthers
0: that might, are probably going to miss out now.
3: In division, if they're willing to do that, they'll probably have to play a premium go get that guy,
2: I, I think you're right. I think if there's another team, say the Patriots or anyone who can, who's going to threaten Carolina Panthers' is opportunity at a quarterback, the Carolina Panthers are going to put a lot on the table to, to move up to four. Like they, it, in looking at their um, progression, they don't want more than a season with Bridgewater. They're looking for a QB solution right now. One of these top guys makes complete sense for them. they are going to do what they got to do, but
0: yeah, yeah, to- totally agree.
2: I'd love to see uh, Bill Belichick move up.
0: No. No, we do not want to see Bill Belichick move up. He can stay at pick 15 and Cam Newton's bullshit arm.
3: They have to rebuild that roster before they insert a rookie quarterback. What about the Eagles started just really quickly?
0: I think they just got bullied. That's my thing. Chris Shear- Chris Greer, the Dolphins GM wanted to play chess. and I mean, it's a good pick for them. They ne- didn't necessarily need six. They can get still one of those receivers they want at 12. There's not that conspiracy they're taking a quarterback now, but I mean, they moved back six spots You got a first-round pick. I mean, I'm indifferent with the trade. It's not a good trade for them. It's not a bad trade. I think it's just fine for them. I think that's a great
3: trade. They, they're a team that doesn't have all that much talent, so they need the volume of first-round picks to get some guys in there and, and rebuild, whether that's with Jalen Hurts or without him. For this year, he'll definitely be with them. You, you'll see what happens. But um, they, they there's still some uncertainty,
2: like, and I I completely don't understand this whatsoever. But like, I I, I saw an article that came out today. I did not look who who reported it, but saying that there's still some uncertainty in the Eagles if Hurts is your number one guy. Like, like for fuck's sakes just say Hurts is your number one guy. I don't even fucking care if he's not. Like, no uncertainty. Like, I don't know. I Eagles ownership. Eagles is going to be a long rebuild. Same, yeah. Same with a lot of these teams. The Pittsburgh Steelers. A lot of these teams who have reigned for a long time are about to kind of turn over a new leaf, and and I think they're they're at the forefront of one of the worst for, uh, rosters in the NFL in terms of just like cut contracts, age, like where the positioning is for the future.
0: Yeah, um, the reason I didn't really love the trade, I think number six Chase makes a lot of sense for them because they don't have a big body receiver that can be like like a a safe throw to make for Hertz. Ertz has probably gone in the offseason. He wants to be released. So I think Chase made sense to them. If they're at 12, I don't think if Water Smith's there, that's the play. I think they can build the offensive line just because they have someone in Jalen Reader who's a downfield threat. So I think Chase was a pick for them at six, which I, which is why I thought they should have stayed at six. But I mean, yeah, like you said, they got a first round pick. They got to go out and say Hertz is their guy because that, that messes the rookie or second year QB's confidence. If he's going through the whole offseason, uncertain if that job's his to, his to win. So, Yeah, but any other thoughts before we move on?
3: Yeah, like one
2: thing I don't understand is is last year they they dropped um, a wide receiver in the first round. Then there's talk that they select Chase, but you're allocating a lot of resources to the wide receiver position. And I think that's a position where you can acquire significant talent via free agency. So I don't know. I don't know if selecting wide receivers is the best option for them after they drafted Rieger. But
1: I think the New England Patriots have proven that – you can put anyone out there on receiver if they get open and you have everything else in place you have an o line you have a oh. quarterback well, okay it was, you was kind of
3: comb-
1: reading, comb- but I see. <laughs>
3: Here. 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 Can they do like nine touchdowns? They had yeah. no,
1: nothing out there and they, yeah, but they couldn't
3: run a functional offense. But so. if you
1: look at who they had in when they were like the dynasty that they were. Tight like, ends. Yeah they, yeah, they they used a tight end. That was their strategy. They didn't care that much about wide receivers. They had guys like Chris Hogan catching balls. Mm-hmm. He played the boss in university. Like It doesn't matter. You put anyone out there and you give enough time to the quarterback and you have the GOAT and you can find them. But the point I was trying to make is that, like Willie was saying, I don't like dedicating high picks to, to wide receivers. Uh, the Steelers have been drafting a lot of wide receivers lately, and I'm not going to get into that. So, They've been yeah.
3: using, like, th- third-round Second-rounders. Second second Second-rounders.
1: I
0: think yeah. it's fair.
3: Eagles are one of the
1: best teams at developing wide receivers. Here. The Eagles are, they are,
3: they are not.
2: I was going to ask you, how is Deontay Johnson doing?
1: Uh, well, okay. What what I heard was that last year, you know, he was getting a little Vaseline on the hands pre <laughs> That like pregame routine's done. You know we're gonna have the sticky sticky mix up there, and uh, I think we're looking good going to next year. We'll see if Ben can throw the ball fifteen yards downfield. That is the real question.
0: Mac Jones question mark?
1: <laughs> hey,
2: big Big Ben is the worst starting QB in NFL next year, except no, for Antonio, except for Cam Newton. I'd rather have Cam Newton than, than... respect respect boys.
0: Yeah, I would rather Big Ben and Cam Newton because Cam Newton can't make a throw. He can't throw it past ten yards. He
3: still thinks he can do it, and like doesn't run the ball and then motions of fucking run man, back. Okay, I back don't back want to back and try to diagnose the defense it
1: anymore. It's because he thinks he can do it. I know, so, no,
0: like you hit the nail on the
1: head, man. I don't want to. I want you always cut me off, like in like even, like a minute here, but like this guy, he, he still runs the show, and they give him so much leeway, but like. I gotta think like he's the reason they're resigning Juju. Like he's the reason that they don't have a solution in running back. He's like, oh, you know, we'll go five receivers, empty backfield. Man, you can't move. You can't move in the pocket. How are you gonna extend? That? And then our O line's like they're all years old now. And it's just, Man, I'm done. Five receivers, set <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, when you have Deontay drops in there, like you said. Ah. <laughs> it's, it doesn't matter if Big Ben gets to him because the time Big Ben actually makes a throw, Johnson somehow drops the ball.
3: <laughs> <do> this,
2: man. <coughs> uh, TJ
0: Watt back there and let him do it.
3: Johnson can get open, though. If he, if he figures out the drops, he, he's a good... good he's
0: oh, he's very talented, he just can't catch the ball.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. Almost, almost like an Nelson. That's a good... Nelson Aguilar, 2.0. You've seen him figure it out a little
2: bit, at least. Yeah, I definitely think drops are one of the things that can be uh, can be figured out, almost like a face-off dot, where it just if you practice enough time, you build that mental memory. I, I, I think like, like mentally, in the brain, how it actually like, functions, that specific stress. It also depends if the okay.
3: concentration drops or if they're drops because you don't have good hands. If they're concentration drops, I think that's something you can fix. That's why I'm really high on Jerry Judy coming into this next year he 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 struggled with drops, but other they were concentration drops. They weren't necessarily technique drops, like him body catching. He mm-hmm. catches with his hands. He's a natural catcher, just needs to concentrate a little bit more. I like that fantasy fantasy next here. You're saying Jerry Judy's the guy? It's I well it depends on what if I like Denver as a trade up team to number four there. So it depends on the quarterback situation if Drew Walk still in there, what they do. Yeah. Um but I love Jerry Judy. I'm not. I'm not quite sure about the fantasy play because I, I still don't know that that offense with Drew Lock is going to function at a high enough rate with the amount of weapons that they have for him to get huge amounts of production. But I still think he's a really talented wide receiver. I'd take him. I'd take him right with. What if, yeah. What are you saying? I like take old, him. I'd, well, I'd no, but I'd, I'd take Jerry Judy right with Smith or Waddle this year still. Yeah. No, how, how, no wh- where uh, in terms of wide
2: receiver uh, fantasy would you go? Oh, I, I have no clue. What. I, I would have to. I have think, like, sixth round. On that. I, man, he he was kind of popping last year. I think, like, sixth round, you can get him solid. Like, another year production, man, wide receivers don't do very well in their first year. That's pretty no.
0: good. He's just He's a very good route runner, too. Like, that's why I wouldn't take a rookie receiver on because he's had one year under his belt. And Jerry Judy can get open because he's probably one of – he's honestly one of the best route runners – in the league and is coming to a second year.
1: I have a question for you boys. Uh, you know, you guys are the football guys. So I want to pick your. Um, you're just talking about rookies. So Justin Jefferson. What do you guys think of him? What's your opinion? I know he fell a little bit in the draft. Where was he? Where was he drafted? Twenty second. Twenty second. Okay. I believe I could be one or two picks. Obviously. And he just put up an like, absolute crazy year. So what do you guys think? You, you expect uh, regression next year? You think he's going to continue? He's going to prove that. He's like a top five receiver in the league. What what, uh, what do you guys think? I would expect relatively similar results. I don't think he's going to get too much more with Kirk
3: Cousins as his quarterback. I also don't. If, if they bring in another guy, like a lot of his production came from. They had two guys there. They had him and Thielen, and they yeah. just threw the ball to them every single time. He got peppered with targets. You saw a guy, maybe AJ Brown was talking about. If I got as many targets as you, I would put up, <laughs> I'd put up, I'd put up better numbers. He probably would. Um, but he's he's a great wide receiver. He did, he's one of those guys that doesn't necessarily do something at an elite level, but does every single thing good. Kind of like a Rashad Bateman this year fucking rashad bateman. i'll bring rashad bateman up every single chance i get so <laughs> for me i, I definitely no. You
2: know it, it's tricky but so one of the best personal of uh, release off the line of scrimmage and just he's very technical with it and he's able to screw up receivers <clears throat> and he, he one of the best parts about jefferson is he's able to adjust within the game so like let's say you know he, he's getting uh getting a, a corner is um, facing him a certain way. He'll be able to, to release his his point um, in which he releases off the ball, in which he runs his routes. He might change out of his routes. They give him a lot of leeway, especially in the Viking system, mm-hmm. compared to some systems. So when you have an offseason where cornerbacks can kind of dissect his game, learn a little bit of how he goes about his business, he, you know, sophomore slumps there for a reason. So would I be stunned if he slumps? No, but I, I, love, I love Jefferson. How he got drafted over Rieger, um, which I thought it was another kind of different part of your question. You said he, dropped, he was drafted 22nd overall. One of the things about Jefferson coming in it's he played with Burrow. He played in that phenomenal offense and a lot of his catches were deemed easy catches. Right. It, he, his catches weren't extremely difficult. Like, um, like regular had a statistic in which he, a lot of his catches were extremely difficult um, and he was able to make plays off of them. So, as a, that's what the analytic aspect of Jefferson's games was one of the reasons why he fell um but I don't know, what, what do you guys saw from that?
3: Well, you saw, I, I don't know if you've seen the like, draft clip of the Minnesota Vikings when they saw the Eagles took Rieger. They were like so confused. They are like, run this pick up now. Like, <laughs> love it. It was a really um, funny clip. But for our listeners and for Connor, some of you guys that might not know, Jamar Chase and Jefferson, they played together. <laughs> Jamar Chase was younger, put up better numbers. That's one of the reasons why we really like Jamar Chase going into this year. Because Jefferson was an absolute stud, yeah, and Chase was better. So how good how good could Chase be now? Production isn't always from college at the wide receiver because isn't always correlated to NFL success, but really points to Chase being a, a stud in the league.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think about Chase too is in practice, I don't know if you guys know this is, but he goes up against Derek Stingley every day, who's probably one of the best cornerback prospects in so long. Derek Stingley's going to be a top three pick consensus next year. As a freshman, he dominated. He was the number one PFF ready cornerback as a freshman in college football. So that shows how good he was. So I think that shows Jamar Chase's level of compete, that he's not going up against bad corners in practice. So every day he gets to go up against a very, very talented corner, and it shows. So the Justin Jefferson... To, to answer your question connor i don't think he's gonna regress i hope he doesn't but i think he's just gonna get more attention from defensive coordinators i think that's gonna be the only difference so it's gonna be how he's gonna respond because the talent speaks for himself but yeah he's definitely gonna get more attention he's gonna get the number one corner more he's gonna get maybe more double team shape with safety so we'll see how he responds but he's a super talented receiver i don't expect him to regress
1: Still a pretty scary offense. I don't know if they were top five last year, but that's uh I, I like that. Even even Kirk Cousins, you can rip on how much you want. But they're dumb, don't have a lot of holes there. You guys wanna move on to our hockey talk?
0: Yeah, so I can kind of explain it to our listeners out here. So we're taking a new stab at a kind of a game, a mock draft. So basically what we're gonna do is the four of us are gonna partake in a snake draft. In drafting the best NHL roster we can. And my roster is going to the starting lineup. So we're going to have one center, two wingers, two defensemen, and a goalie. And um, I've randomized the order here uh, using a generator. So the first overall pick goes to Connor. Second overall pick goes to me. Third overall pick goes to BMAC. And fourth overall goes to Willie. And it's going to snake it. Um, and yeah, so any players you want. Doesn't matter the age, contract, whatever you want to do. So Connor, you're on the clock for uh, the first overall pick in our draft. What's the word? Who are we going first overall? Go? I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to I'm, go. Yeah, whenever I'm pretty sure everyone knows you're going here. so
1: <laughs> I'll pick in the inaugural Hollis Recruits Fantasy Hockey Snake Draft. I pick Conor McDavid. Yeah.
0: Number yeah. uh, I mean, this isn't hard for me. Least fan. Austin Matthews, second overall pick.
3: Holy fuck. You're going to let McKinnon fall to the at 3 I love it. Oh. So, so to, our, to our listeners, too, it isn't, it isn't for fantasy hockey either. It's just if you were to build a roster, like kind of like if you have EA Sports, NHL 21, and you turn on the fantasy draft. Um, this is to build your team to play a hockey game. Who do you want? Um, we could talk about Matthews over McKinnon here, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a coin flip for me. I just think Austin Matthews is a better defensive center. Then Nathan McKinnon, bigger size, proved that he's one of the best defensive centers in the league this year, and that shot speaks for itself. I was between them, but as a least fan, I can't pass up an Austin Matthews.
3: Yeah, as a Leaf fan as well, I'll kind of agree with you there. Watching Matthews is just—he's a special, special player. His hands are ridiculous. His shot is best in the game. Maybe his release is just so deceptive. And you've seen this year him take a big step in the defensive end. And he, he might be a selfie contender for the next decade. With that said, number three, I will go Nathan McKinnon. Pretty obvious choice here. The, the tier break is kind of McDave on his own. Then Matthews and McKinnon. So McKinnon fell to me at three. That's what I'm going to take. I like it.
0: Hey right, Willie, you're on the clock. You're going to go Jeff Petrie here? Or?
2: I, I have black, block picks. <laughs> So my first pick that I select is Victor Hedman out of the Tampa Bay Lightning defense. I like it. My next pick is Vasilevsky. Oh, no. no. Dang. <laughs> oh,
3: no. I was going to take Vasilevsky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good pick. You're number one goalie. I, I had him written on my board, so you uh, got me good. <laughs>
3: Well, see, I, I could think about pairing up two Colorado Avalanche players and getting Makar here. Um, I'm not going to do that because I still think there are a couple defense in, in his tier. I'll go um, oh, Braden Point or Leon Who? I'm going to go Leon Dreisaitl here. It might not be the best defensive team I'm forming with McKay <laughs> and Dreisaitl, but we're going to score a lot of goals, so it won't matter.
0: Yeah. All right pick number two um, my second round there's a couple options I want to pair someone with Austin Matthews but I'm going out and getting number one goalie in Connor Hellebuck uh, he, he can win games uh, he's done against the Leafs he's one of the best goalies in the game so we got Connor Hellebuck to back this back this team
1: okay and now it's uh, back to me so two I got picks
0: two.
1: Uh, you know we've had a little bit of a run on goalies here uh, I'm going to continue the trend I'm going to take Philip Grubauer from the Colorado Avalanche, in my opinion, the number three goal in the National Hockey League. Um, I would have probably had John Gibson up there earlier in the year, but this hasn't been his best year. Not that uh, any knock on him, but he's not playing a good thing. So I'm thinking Grubauer. And then on the next pick, I'm going to double down the Avs, and I'm going to take the young Cal McCarr.
0: Oh, damn it.
1: <laughs> uh, one of the most dynamic players in the league. He's the most explosive defenseman in the league. I don't know if you guys saw that one play. I'm sure you did. But it was recently just a highlight of he, like, he uses edges just to get around the, I think it was the Vegas defender. And, man, like, it was the, it was just, he barely did anything. It looked so effortless. Got a breakaway, scored. Like, you don't see defensemen doing that in the league very often. That's why. That's the pick I made. Yeah,
0: he's a special player. He's, like Willie's mentioned before on his podcast, he's changing the game for defensemen. He's going to be one of the best players in the league next couple of years. So I guess I'm on the clock. I'm going to pair Austin Matthews with another American and Patrick Kane. Um, playing Patrick Kane and Austin Matthews in the same line, that would be, uh, we're going to see it at the Olympics probably. So I'll get a preview of my, my team in real life. So we'll see how that works out. But I think Patrick Kane and Austin Matthews is a pretty, pretty good two forwards to put, out, put on the ice.
2: Let him pick. Patrick fucking Kane, both of you motherfuckers. (laughs) Like, come on.
3: You're going to give Boyas, Patrick Kane, Austin Matthews? Come on, boys. (laughs) There's still a lot of guys on the board that that have been Patrick Kane here. That's,
2: man, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Patrick Kane
3: is legendary. Patrick Kane's a fucking stud. With that said, uh, you guys have taken some defensemen. I'm up
2: next, no?
0: No, it's BMAC.
3: Last night, you, you go back-to-back. Back. Yeah. Um, so I will go Roman Yossi. Nice. Um. Might not be having quite the year this year that he did last year, but I still think he's a stud. Like Makar, he's one of the only defensemen in the league that can lead a rush and lead an offense on a team. With both McKinnon and Dreisaitl, this team's going to score a lot of goals. It's going to play offensive hockey, scoring off the rush. I like it. Willie, on to you. Okay, so now I got back-to-back.
0: Back. Yeah, back-to-back. Back.
3: So,
2: <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm excited to announce the next pick. I select Miro Heiskinen out of Dallas. Nice pick. Big defenseman with the puck. Uh, so far, I currently have Hedman, Vasilevsky, Miro Heiskanen. Um, I love that. I, you know, I think Miro Heiskanen jump and plays. Um, and if he gets burnt, if he gets if screwed over, I have Ashkellesky to kind of back him up. And you know, solid defensive game of uh, Victor Hedman. With the pick after that, I choose Alexander Barkov, Florida. Huh. I have my roster. I think he can be th- be a potential captain on my team for a long time. He plays a style of hockey I enjoy. it get the puck around, you know,
3: I, I love me some Alexander Barkov.
0: I'd be back on the clock.
3: All right. Um, I have two guys in mind here. We'll kind of round out the defensive game of my team. I love offensive players. And that's Braden Point or Mark Stone. I think I'm going to go point here just because of the versatility. You can play center. Stone can't. Um, and he's shown that he can play with these elite level players. He's been playing with Kutrov and Stamkos and doing it at elite level. I'd love to pair him up. Maybe on a line with Dreisaitl and uh, let them roam.
0: Did you take Stone? Sorry, it's has got to write it down. Yeah.
1: Wait, so P-Mac, who's on your team right now? Who you got up front? I, I have
3: Braden Point, Nathan McKinnon on Dreisaitl okay, okay. along with Roman Yossi on the Okay.
0: Okay. All right. So I I'm on the clock. There's a couple of options I'm going, oh, but.
3: Gino's on you. I don't do know. I, do I have to take a goalie? <laughs> that is not a goalie. I choose vocational no, goalie. I will, I will take a goalie, but since I have a lot of guys. Honestly,
0: no rush, because everyone has one. i
3: will take a goalie with my last pick. Oh, unless you guys start taking second goalies. Hey, we'll hey. No, no, no. All right.
0: So there's a couple options I'm thinking of, but I want to make a complete team. I need someone that's gonna play on the line with Matthews and Kane. He's gonna be a pest. He's gonna hit. I'm going Matthew to Chuck, keeping the American theme alive.
2: Oh, you're the ball. <laughs> Fuck you, boys. You fucking did it to me again, you
3: fucking bitch.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean Matthew to Chuck. So he's a pesty forward. He's gonna four-check hard and you got a line of all Americans. So uh, I'm a Canadian, but uh, I like that pairing. I think he's uh, going to be a pest on that line. He's going to be a force. And I knew Willie's going to take him, so I wanted to make sure I got a, got on the board ahead of him.
1: I like that pick, Boyez, and I like it even more because you didn't pick either of the guys that I wanted to pick. And uh, I'm going to, I think, round out my forwards here with these two picks. Uh, I feel like you need someone to play with McDavid. I think it's something that the uh, Oilers have been lacking a little bit. Not with dry Saddle, but you guys know what I mean. They could use something to help up front on the wings, maybe. So I'm gonna give him Nikita Kucherov to play alongside, um, and then I'm also gonna have Pasta on that other wing with him. Oh, so we got, yeah. We got Mcdaddy, we got Kucherov, and we got Pasta up front. Uh, that's that's my line. You're the luck of <laughs> Yeah.
0: All right. Yes, I'm up. Uh, there's a lot. I, I got two defensemen. I gotta yo. Go. right now. I have Austin Matthews centering, uh, Patrick Kane and Tkachuk, and Buck and Net. So. I'm going to keep the American train going. I'm going to puck moving defenseman, super young, very talented Quinn Hughes.
3: Great, great pick. Uh, I, I was thinking about my next one. It's uh, me up now, right?
0: Adam? Uh, uh, yeah, you're up, Emac.
3: Oh, see, uh, so we're saying we have to take three forwards, two defensemen, and a goalie? Yeah. Okay, so I got, I got to pick defenseman here. Oh, I'm thinking of a couple guys. Petrolangelo, McAvoy, Iodore you know, come to mind off the top of my head. Uh, I think Yossi's a right-handed guy. No, he's a lefty. He's a lefty? Yeah. Okay, I'll take uh Petrolangelo then. I'm I'm pretty sure he's a righty. Um, so I'll go Alex Petrolangelo.
2: Interesting pick. Interesting pick. I like He's a stalwart in that blue line. Um, um next. I got two picks back to back.
0: To round up the roster, too.
2: At the roster, this is the uh, this is it. So, full disclosure, uh, I wanted you know, Matthew Kachuk here. I'm fucking pissed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe I'll have Mike McDaniel coaching my team too.
2: Uh, yeah, maybe Mike McDaniel. <laughs> um, so <laughs> here I have a couple options here. So, I have, I have a strong um defensive presence building my team from the defense out. A couple choices here. You know, you got Mitch Marner, you got Brad Marchand, you got um. Panarin still available, and you got Stone still available. You know, old sense player. Fucking love that guy. Um, but I'm gonna be creative here. You know, I, I like uh, I like Mitch Marner in this position. You know, I oh, I, I love Mitch Marner's game. Um, I think he can be a solid player um, to right out this roster. You know, especially you know he, you know he's not the best in the defensive end. So, and then for my final pick. Brady Kachuk out of the auto of Senators. <laughs> oh,
3: you take over a
2: tennis there. Yeah. <laughs> ten, ten times out of ten. Brady Kachuk plays all, how I want to play. He's a fucking stud. Oh, that's just I, I, Hey, I, It's like... I wanted, brothers. I wanted the fucking Kachuk, brothers. I'm fucking pissed. I wanted the awesome. Kachuk, brothers. I was <laughs> going <laughs> to pick him. That fucking boy. From
3: I'm uh, picking I'm
2: Kachuk. Go fuck. You. Who the fuck? <laughs>
3: shock.
0: Ah, like, uh, I do apparently, and you do. So that's two people yeah. in this podcast.
3: All right. Now I guess I have to take a goalie here. I'd much rather take Panarin. Um, go John Gibson. You um, not really have crew Bauer playing in front of that decoy. Like that decoy might be making him look a little bit better than he is. Oh, it's possible. Or Gibson's not. is definitely making him look worse than he actually is. So I'll take Gibson. So
0: done. Nice pick. All right, for uh, the last pick of uh, the draft for Team Boyez, the team that's better than Willie, uh, there's a lot of options. I need a defensive defenseman. I guess I'm going to just pick an all American team. I think he's one of the best defensive defensemen in the game. I'm going Seth Jones. So I guess no, I've Team. Him.
3: No way! <laughs> You've
1: got to be kidding me!
0: I'm a straight savage.
1: <laughs> I actually hate Boyez. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I was uh, straight. I was,
1: su- I, I was like, I'm gonna get Seth Jones, our last pick. It's gonna be so. <laughs> no. All right. Well, I'm gonna change tune here. Then a uh, couple guys in mind here. Uh, you know, I'm thinking. I, I like Dougie Hamilton, but I'm gonna go with the tried and true, my boy, Jeff Petrie.
0: Just went no way.
1: You, you, had, you might have had the best roster
3: going into the last round, and you just completely ruined it. Phenomenal pick.
2: I think he's a big defenseman. He can play hockey, one of the best defensemen in top five. And then he's shelled. He's had one good season, he scored a couple goals, and you just love him now. Like, right? so, okay, actually, we, we can have this debate now. Okay, yeah, have not a one bit good season.
3: he's been very good, but not. That
2: I, I listened to that podcast, man. Like someone said, Josh Morrissey's better than Jeff Petrie, and that's just for that's flat out He's on. had a better, he's
0: had a better career than Jeff Petrie.
2: Disagree. No, right now, right now, right. Okay, uh, well, career I, can be like I would say Jeff Petrie's better than Josh
1: Morrissey. So I, I mean, it's
0: close, but um, yeah, Jeff Petrie's having a better year. Josh Morrissey's better defensively, though. But yeah, it's it's close.
1: I, I think Petrie is definitely getting a bit of slander on this pod uh, because, you know, he, he's been a bit of a suitcase in the past. He, like, he hasn't necessarily been like a guy since he entered the league. Um, But I, I really like what, like the reason I really like Jeff Petrie is because I think his game is still developing. Like he's a veteran player, but I think there's a lot to like about his game. I think he's the best defensive on the Hobbs. Uh, I think he he's better than Shea Weber, in my opinion. He holds it down back there. He snipes. Uh, maybe his defensive game needs some working on a little bit, but from what I've seen, uh, he's pretty solid back there, and he's a guy i like playing with Kamikar.
0: Yeah, so we'll round all, list everyone's uh, team's off, and we'll each take 30 seconds or a minute or so to say why our team's the best. So Connor's team has mm-hmm. Connor McDavid, uh, Kucherov, and Pasternak as forwards. you got got Kamikar and Jeff Petrie, apparently, is his next defenseman and philip grubauer net uh my team's got austin matthews i guess it's team america with patrick Kane, and matthew de along with quinn hughes and seth jones the defensive end and connor hellebuck in net Mac has uh nathan mckinnon dry settle and Braden point at forwards you got roman yossi and Petrolangelo, and then john Gimson in net and willie has uh victor hedman on defense with heskinen fast net and the three forwards are Alexander Barkov, Mitch Marner, and Brady Tkachuk. So, uh, Willie, why don't you start us off? Say why your team's the best, or if you think another team's better, which I doubt it's the case. Why uh, don't you give your piece?
2: Definitely, I lost there, and I picked Mitch Marner. Um, I'm a little bit regretting that pick a little bit. I'm I'm, I'm liking Gabriel Kaprizov as a potential. Oh, replacement.
3: you have to <laughs> <it>. <laughs> don't stop Don't be too Oh my god. god. Pick, a zero so you had Artemi Panarin on the board. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're right. I'm like surprised that. you didn't pick Eklund. Like, you're in love with that guy. I'm surprised he wasn't your pick.
2: <laughs> well, I, mean, you know, I, I picked Matthew Veneers. By the way, you guys see Jake Sanderson? He ha- he played five OTs yesterday. Really? Uh, yeah, they went um, University of North Dakota, played in, um, Austin. No, 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 sorry, no. no, they played yeah. um, Minnesota Duluth. Minnesota Duluth, longest game in NCAA history, five OTs. And University of North Dakota law school.
0: Before you actually get into your piece, I actually want to have this conversation eventually. And you brought Jake Sanderson up, so might as well. Would you like do you pick Jake Sanderson over Jamie Drysdale? As a sense fan, are you regretting that? Or do you do you back to pick taking Sanderson over Drysdale? Yeah,
2: good question. Um, me and Colin rushed out on the today. I came into his room. After seeing J- uh, Jake Sanderson's development this year, I think he's evidently the, a top three player in that draft. Um I, I, th- I think that job's going to set up auto centers for a long time. Like, uh, really Greg's having a phenomenal year. You know, we have, we have Stuart third overall. He shouldn't have dropped the third. He's playing phenomenally. You have Jake Sanderson's development has been fucking amazing. He played five OTs yesterday. In the fourth OT, in the fifth, he was looking fresh, man. Every single time he's on the ice, he's popping. Any single any, Anyone who watches that game is the best player on the ice. Um, I think Jake Sanderson is going to be arguably top five defenseman in the NHL for significant amount of time and I'm just an opinion but that's just my kind of report my scanning evaluation on him um so no I know you know I, I think considered perfectly this morning he goes Jamie Drysdale you know I'm not going to slander his name because I think he's gonna be a phenomenal defenseman in the NHL however I think Jake Sanderson's I can't say enough good things about him like I, I'm i absolutely enormous on him and same with Tyler Clevin I think Tyler Clevin is a player who's been building confidence he's a big boy he's been working on his game a lot so that entire draft was one of the better drafts I've ever seen.
3: I would I, still take Drysdale. He's already scoring goals in the NHL.
1: He's been phenomenal at the AHL level. But- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know. I, I'm just going to, I know you want it back, Willie, because Willie absolutely loves Sanderson.
0: Yeah, I had to get him before Willie, too. <laughs> I
1: think I was, uh, I, I definitely was higher on Drysdale going into the draft just because, you know, he's the Canadian kid. I knew more about him. Uh, Hadn't really seen much of Jake Sanderson. But when when I watched Jake Sanderson at the World Juniors, I was so impressed. I really thought he outshone David Drysdale by like a pretty significant amount. He was uh, the top defenseman on the U.S. team, better than guys like Cam York, who've like already been drafted, plays game. I think played games in the NHL. Other defensemen on that team where he he was going in as, you know, like a freshly drafted prospect. Uh, And I thought that really impressed me. And nothing against Drysdale's game, uh, but I, I just think I see him as more of like you know like a solid may like a solid number two defenseman. I, I really, that, that's what I see for him. But I think Sanderson can be a one. Uh, I, like I think he's got this. The skating is like is better than Drysdale. Uh, maybe the offense. That, 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 uh,
0: no, no, he, no, no uh, way. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: he is, he is. In ter- in terms of like. In my opinion in, this as, is a in, sense, in yeah. terms of how he can like defend and his body position, I
2: guess, that, that from what I've seen, yeah. So, let me let me just clear up Collins, Collins comment. in terms of skating forward, drives it drives those 10 times to the 10. Yeah, in terms yeah. of pivot pivots and movement, uh, laterally, yeah, and, about, and like, um, his positioning on the ice, Sanderson blows drives out of the water 10 down to the 10. Not even a close matchup.
0: Have you seen what he's done the NHL level though? His first career, actually, no, it's Trevor Ziegler's first career goal, the way he. Slid around the blue line, sidestepped around everyone, and that NHL level is impressive. The, the point I want to give up: you're so high on McCarr. You think he's changing the game? Jamie is closer to McCarr than Jake Sanderson to McCar So that's that's my point. You think McCarr is going to be the generational, the the way it's shaping defenseman? And Jamie is closer to McCarr than Jake Sanderson is. Uh,
1: no, it's a great point. It's a great point, Um uh, One thing I I will say though is I'm not if I'm like if I'm looking at the Sanderson versus Drysdale comparison. I'm not necessarily trying to take a guy that I think is going to be like like a Makar. I'm taking what I feel is best for my organization. Yes, yeah, very true. I just feel like the sense, you know, like they have puck moving defense from like Thomas Chabot. Like, uh, like I will be the first one to say, like, I, like there's a lot, there's times that I don't love Chabot's defensive game in the defensive zone. And I, I think that they, they looked at that pick and ultimately they took the guy that they felt would be able to take care of the defensive zone better. I, I, yeah. I think some offensive upside for... That aspect of his game, but I don't know quite as much about what Sanderson can bring to the table offensively. But I think that that there's a lot of untapped potential there as well.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think it's a better fit for Ottawa. Like you said, they have puck movie defensemen. So, yeah. Good to hear your thoughts on that. Um,
2: I give it two years and then it's not even going to be a close conversation. I I can, I can, not even
0: going to be close. Like, that's,
2: I I can, I can almost guarantee that.
0: Jamie Drysdale's played at NHL. Jamie yeah. Drysdale's played at NHL level, and Jake Sanderson isn't. So his development's way ahead of Jake Sanderson already. I think that's. Yeah, Jake Sanderson's
2: ready for the pro game. If, if you watch his play, like like if you watch his game, he might, he might take another year. That's because he's going through the the university route. However, and, and sorry, I just want to answer what you said. Like, um, like no knock on on Jamie Drysdale. <laughs> Jamie Drysdale, he's a top six pick. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You, you don't get top six. Yeah. Not a fucking stud. So, um, yeah, I hope Jamie Dries is a fucking beast, man. Representing Canada, I hope he plays on a uh, team Canada in what 2026. 2026? Um,
3: 2026? Yeah, 2026?
2: yeah, it would, would He's be. not gonna
3: make
2: 2022. No, no, no. Good. That, that'd be fucking sick. Oh yeah, man. for sure. Who, who, who are potential guys for that? Like, so we got Jamie Drysdale. I, I, anyone can pick. The, up. the only
0: one I could think of that's young that could potentially is Bowen Byram if he his development takes him, but. Yeah, I don't see yeah. any of them making, especially with the defensive lineup they already have. Depending
3: on what that team wants, Shabat might be there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Deshae
1: Theodore.
0: I think Shabbat will be on that team, for sure. Yeah,
1: I would think. Well, Shabat, are we talking 2022 or 2026?
0: 2020, are we talking 2022 or 2020? Yeah. 2026, I'm sure Drysdale will be there. <laughs>
1: 2026, 2026, yeah, that's different. I think Shabbat could be on the team in 2022. Yeah? Yeah, yeah 2022.
0: I think he will.
3: I don't think he'll be in the top six. Of them, but...
2: As an Ottawa Senators fan, I agree with that statement. I, I agree with your BMAC. I, I don't think he I don't think he's good enough for the top six.
1: I, I do like I just seem from what I've seen like in like mock team Canada, or whatever, it almost seems like it's gonna be like Riley or Shabbat. Like that I would take Shabbat. Yeah. Like, but I think that maybe like that's kind of pigeonholing yourself to two guys, but like if you look at like the left side that Canada has, it's not super deep. It like you've got Shabbat, you've got Riley, you got Shea Theodore, and I think I'm and I, 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 like Duncan Keith, like that, no, that, that, no, 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 no. Duncan no, no, I mean, Keith is nowhere near. I know. Know. No, I know, but like, though, like, if you look at like projected, like Craig Buttons projected. Craig Craig yeah. yeah, yeah, Craig That's... Buttons a fucking idiot. We know that, but like, I'm just saying, man. Like, if you look at the left side, it's not that strong. So, like, there's a lot more options on your right side. You got, you know, you got like Dougie. Uh, you got Akblad. You got uh, Macar. Macar Doughty Petrangelo. The list is on. So definitely on the left side, they're going to be looking for some, some uh,
0: help. All right, Willie. Well, well, we'll get going on your team. Well, we got a bit sidetracked though, but maybe a 30 seconds a minute. Why your roster is the best?
2: Yeah, I, I built my roster. How I, how I built uh, my, my roster in real life. I started with the goalie and I moved my way out. Um, I feel I have the best goaltender and I feel I have the best defenseman uh, cl- uh, with uh, headman and Miro Heishanen. Um, you move into forwards i have a guy in barkov who i love this game i think he's extremely smart i have a guy in marner who's extremely creative with the puck and do a bunch of different stuff you know there's not to be uh i think there has he has to improve his game in terms of finishing mitch marner to be on this team uh, but that's something you know i can work with him i can take, i can take him aside and, and practice and you know, I, can, like, I can work i can work on his development so
0: <laughs> you're gonna coach him up star. you're gonna text <laughs> so you think your team's the best then to clarify
2: oh uh, I, I want to hear your guys' take. I think I'm impartial. I'm not the biggest fan of my team.
0: Okay, BMAC, I want not you uh, give your piece?
3: Yeah, so uh, I think I probably have the deepest team near you all. Kind of made at least one silly pick in the Chucks. And then at the end, I have three centers, the most valuable position in hockey. These guys are going to be studs for me. They're all like point McKinnon. And uh, Dreisaitl can all pass. They can all shoot. There's no, like, Mitch Marner. He's more of a playmaker. They can all do it, do everything. Now, Dreisaitl might get knocked a little bit for his defensive play, but w- when you're playing with Point and McKinnon, you're going to be in the offensive zone the entire time anyways. It doesn't matter. Now, I also have Roman Yossi and Petrolangelo. They're going to be great puck movers to get the puck to those forwards. They're both fairly solid defensively. And then I have John Gibson in that who is gonna be a stud playing behind an actual good team, which doesn't happen much in Anaheim 4. Yeah,
0: all right. Yeah, all right. Uh, I'll I'll give my piece. Uh, my team's the best, not even close. Yeah, I'm kidding. But um I have chemistry, I got all Americans. These guys, grew up, they love playing together. You know, they already got the chemistry built in, built in their blood. I'm just there to, to guide them on the right path. But to start off, Austin Matthews, best goal scorer in the lead, good defensive center. And we got Patrick Kane, probably one of the, probably the best at the puck in the NHL on a stick. He creates things out of nothing. He's still producing at one of the highest levels at his age. We got Matthew Duchuk. I think he's definitely not the most skilled player on the board, but he brings an edge to a team with two skilled players that are going to need protecting, that can play on the penalty kill, that can score goals as well. Then my defense, I wanted to build one stay at home defensive defenseman, Seth Jones, and someone in Quinn Hughes who can move the puck, lead a power play one. Then I got Connor Hellebuck in that. Connor Hellebuck's the number two goal in the league. He can push to make that number one spot, but I still think Vasilevsky on him. But Hellock can steal games in. yeah, my US team is going to dominate.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got a nice, you got a nice team, you know.
3: Like a team full of fucking pretty
1: Americans
0: pretty yeah. you think they're gonna beat these Canadians. <laughs> like, come on, yeah. yeah. I mean they can beat the Canadians at the Olympics,
1: they have better defense and goalies. It'll be a tilly. Like hey, let's say Canada like really the only thing upper hand they have is they're full depth. So yeah. like yeah, it would be interesting to see uh, if you can kind of emulate what they did in the in the junior level, right? Like yeah, that's kind of what happened in the gold medal game. Anyway, I'll get into my team here. Listen, boys, I'm liking my team. Like, I I think I have the best forward group, in my opinion, uh, with Connor McDavid, Nikita Kucherov, and David Pasternak. McDavid, uh, is the best player in the league. David Pasternak has been one of the most electric and dynamic players since he entered the league. I think he was like 2016. Uh, he's had a, he was on pace for like over 50 goals last year. Uh, he carries. Essentially, that doesn't carry the line, but they carry that forward group, him and a few other guys in Boston there. And then not to mention Nikita Kucherov, who uh, scored, I think, 129 points yeah years ago. Uh, so that was pretty good. And then, so I think that forward, those forwards are going to be absolute hell for any defensive core. Then moving on to my defense, I've got my boy Jeff Petrie, of course, to lock it down on the blue line, lock it down in the defensive zone. He's got a bit of a mean streak. Uh he's bigger, he's got a nice beard. And then he's gonna play with the baby. He's gonna play with the baby face killer, Cal Macar. <laughs> he's going have the puck the whole time anyway, so it doesn't really matter what Petrie can do. And uh is just gonna lead that rush, get it up to the forwards. And if all else fails, I've got my boy Philip Grubauer back in net, having a great year. I think he's gonna continue to improve. Uh he's had playoff experience, and I could see him winning a cup this year with.
0: Yeah, uh, I like your team. I think you think you're underestimating my team. Speaks one language, so hey. like that's that's I, like everyone's got different nationalities. Like, I like about it, my it's gonna be hard to communicate. That's that's all I'm saying. Hey,
3: they, they're all playing in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> let's let the listeners decide. You vote. You vote
2: on our Instagram. Who you think is the best team, and then we'll uh, declare champ on the next pod.
0: I like that. Will, do you think you have your best team now? Like uh, going through them, you said you would reevaluate after you heard everyone.
2: Hey, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I like uh, your puck movie defenseman uh, uh, over there, Colin. I, I think I, I, my, my biggest thing for you is, um, I don't know. Like, okay, so, so you have Kyle Macari who's gonna have the puck. And you know, you, you said he's gonna jump up late, but you, I think you could have picked a better um, stay-at-home defenseman. Right. Uh
1: you know, I, I think. I was definitely a little flustered. Hey, I had Seth Jones lined up. I was—it was money. It was beautiful. A little flustered. I pulled a willy. Okay. <laughs> <Chris> Kutra <laughs> is also going to be sitting at home on the IR. Yeah.
2: yeah at, well. Okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. And boy is go fuck yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the Americans go USA. I'll put a prop bet down that they're going to win the Olympics. Already, right, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, I do have a two minute warning. Um. So, you guys ready to move on to that.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I
0: got All right. My throne. I won last time, very clearly. All right. So, um, we're gonna. It's a 2 party question. So, this is in theme with hockey and the World Juniors. Um, and more specific, Canadian World Juniors. So, I'm. There's. Um, the first question is going to be the all-time leader in World Junior points for Canadian. The second one as a forward, and the second one's going to be defenseman. So, whoever can name the all-time leader in Canadian World Junior points, the forward. We'll win the first part of the question,
3: in a, in a single World Juniors or
2: not? Uh, like
0: all time, so
2: okay. Well, that would be Jordan Eberle.
0: No, he's second.
3: Uh, I think. Can I, oh, I think I know the defenseman.
1: So For I, I'm
0: that. All time, he's, he's a bit older. He's one of the. A bit older. He played three World Juniors, twenty-one games. Um, I think it was like in nineteen ninety-two. He played.
3: No, but but he he only
1: played in one. So. I'm thinking original but I know it's not. It's original. not Bergeron. I know it's not Bergeron.
0: Um, I'll give you guys like ten more seconds. I'll give you a hint. If you can't get it,
3: no chance. Like.
0: He played as on the Philadelphia Flyers for the majority of his career. Went to the Rangers. Finished off his career in the Leafs. Did,
3: did, I just I said it, Lindros. No. Okay.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I didn't hear you. That's, all right. Uh, so B at the nicely done.
3: Nicely done.
0: Bmax at the one point. Uh, defenseman.
3: Ryan Ellis, maybe.
0: Yep, yeah, PMAX swept it <laughs> back on top.
3: I told you I had the defenseman. I, I, Ryan, Ryan Ellis, Ellis, he played like three world juniors. was an absolute stud. Especially when he just filled this, the score sheet. So another,
0: another guy up there, it's just reading Dylan Cousins, fourth all the time. It's 25 points and 14 games played. So. so.
3: Yeah, I, I knew
2: he didn't quite get there after this year, but he was in the back.
0: Yeah, the top five goes Lindros, I believe you got Braden Shen, had 26 points, Dylan Cousins, and Ryan Ellis.
2: I was just thinking about Max Kamtwa fucking up that shootout.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> that's a that's a tough one. Uh, yeah. Who brought Noah Dobson breaking a stick with the wide open net? How uh, was a, that? was that was a night.
2: Well, I just want to say before we guys head out, thank you, Khan, for joining us on another episode of Call Us Recruits. We appreciate your banter. I think you have some good takes. You back me up with the Sands, You back me up with Jeff Petrie. So, <laughs> thank oh,
0: you. wrong, but
2: you understand that right <laughs> but uh, thank you boys and uh, any uh, last words
0: i think that sums it up uh we'll try to do some more of these mock drafts we'll maybe throw some nfl ones some prospect ones in there but i uh, hope you guys enjoyed the second episode of call us recruits we'll see you next time take it easy everyone
3: Adios. choose, decided
1: that once again i was just dreaming you. now it's three in the morning And I'm trying to change your mind